This time each and every Friday morning, every era of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kosai. It is Shabbos Chazak. We have the privilege of completing the third book of the Torah. According to the Chinuch, Parshas Pechu Kosai contains seven positive mitzvos and five prohibitions. You have in Parshas Pechu Kosai the Tochacha. First the brachos, the blessings, which we will focus on, please God, in a few moments. And then the tochacha, the list of curses that God says will befall the Jewish people if unfortunately they will not keep His laws. Your very being in the land of Israel is conditional. You keep Torah and mitzvot, the land is yours. Unfortunately, if you abrogate the laws of our Torah, you will be, as we're told at the end of Parshas Achrimos, and told again in this week's Parsha, in the Tochacha, that you will be sent into exile. Parenthetically, the Torah repeats again, very, very specifically, that while you are in exile, the land will get the Shemitah, the years of sabbatical and rest that it did not have while you were in the land it will get these years of Shemitah in your absence I must share with you an exciting Pasuk within the Tochacha this is chapter 26 Pasuk 32 a Pasuk which is literally worth dancing God promises the Jewish nation that even though you will be exiled from the land, what will the land be? The land will be desolate. And Hashem is going to make it that way. And your enemies who dwell upon it, who will try to settle the land, who will try to grow from the land, the land will be desolate. And Rashi tells us on Vashimosi Aniyasa Oretz, the Rashi of Pasuk 32, Zumi the Tova Yisrael. This is a good omen and good news for the Jewish people. Shlo Yimtsu Ha'oyevim Nachas Ruach Be'artsam. Our enemies will not find satisfaction in our land. Shetei Shomma Miyoshveha. While we are gone, they will not be able to have any kind of a mainstay in the land and throughout the centuries all different empires and peoples and governments tried to no avail. God did His. He babysat the land for us and therefore how privileged we are that in Tufshin Ches in 1948 there we were able to Proclaim, and the world was able to help establish the state of Israel because God kept His word as found in this week's parasha.
The parsha begins with which means very literally, if you will follow my statutes and you are going to keep the mitzvot of the Torah. So God says, what's going to happen then? If you take a look at the beginning of the parsha, and literally, I will provide your rains in their time. And the land will give forth its produce. And and the tree of the field will give its fruit. Now, what trees are we talking about? So instinctively, you're going to tell me, of course, the fruit trees. Look at the Rashi, another one worth dancing for. Rashi tells you this is Ilone Srak. This is talking about trees which are not fruit-bearing trees. Even the non-fruit-bearing trees will bear fruit. Now, the Ramban tells us in his commentary at the beginning of the parsha, and especially on the verse, Vishbati the Torah says that among the blessings that God is going to provide for the people and the land of Israel is found in verse 6, whereby wild beasts Hashem will cause to withdraw from the land. Now what does this mean? So the Ramban brings a machlokes between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Yehuda says that he's going to remove them literally from the land, meaning that they're not going to come into the land. Why? Because since the land is going to be populated, and it's going to be full of blessings, the, pe- the city is full of people, so the wild beasts will not come into inhabited places. But according to Reb Shimon, and this is our Reb Shimon Bar Yochoi, whose yard site is this Sunday on Lagbomer. So according to Reb Shimon, he says that Bishbati Chaya Ra'a Mina Oretz, what does it mean? It means not like Rabbi Yehuda says, but rather Hashem will cause the Ra'a, the evil of the Chaya, of the beasts, to cease out of the land. Meaning that there's going to be a change in the nature of these animals. Now what does that mean? He says, and the Ramban likes Reb Shimon's interpretation as opposed to Reb Yehuda. He says this is the correct interpretation. Why? For when Israel observes the mitzvos, the land of Israel, listen carefully now to the words of the Ramban, will be like the world was at its beginning, literally in Gan Eden, before the sin of Adam Arishon, when at that time no wild beast or creeping thing would kill a man. Namely, God decreed and God said that the animals are to eat vegetation, period. It wasn't until, unfortunately, man sinned and his nature changed and this brought about a change in the entire natural order. And so the Ramban is telling us 
that there is such an incredible capacity that through the Jewish people, observance of Torah, there's going to be a complete transformation, or, saying it better, restoring, restoration going back to what life was like in Gan Eden. Because after all, listen carefully, it does make sense. God and His Torah are one. Kuchabricho v'oraisa, as the Zohar teaches, chadhu, they are one. And therefore, as God is certainly above the natural, is not bound by nature as we understand it, the Torah as well is not bound by the natural laws. And therefore, when the Jewish people connect themselves to Torah, they are therefore no longer bound by the usual restrictions of nature. Now the truth of the matter is, this coming Sunday is Lagbomer. We celebrate Lagbomer because, and most people will answer, because the 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva, who died between Pesach and Shavuos, and many say they died for a period of 33 days. Lag Baomer Lag is 33. This Sunday, the 33rd day of the Omer, and therefore we celebrate the fact that they stopped dying. But many of the commentaries say, wait a second, it goes one step beyond. And that is, the Talmud teaches us in Yevamos 62b that when they stopped dying, Rabbi Akiva, who was an elderly man at this time, who very well could have, quote, thrown in the towel and said, all right, now it's up to a much younger man to complete the job, but that's not what he does. What does he do? He literally follows that which we find in the book of Koheles, Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, Pasuk 6, Baboker Zara'ezarecha. Literally, in the morning, what shall you do? Sow your seed. And in the evening, Don't be idle. Meaning, don't stop. So in the morning of his life, he had 24,000 students. And now that he'd lost them all, he could have said, let somebody else take over. No. But he went and he ordained, he gave smicha to five more of his students in the south and it's from these five students including Reb Shimon Bar Yochai who was one of them pinch yourselves that we are here today and Torah is here today so Rabbi Kiva who represents this incredible sense of resiliency and this is what we celebrate on Lag Bomer the resiliency of our people his student, Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, epitomizes the ability of man by his connecting with Torah to rise above nature. And so the Talmud teaches us, easy to remember, Daf Lamed Gimel 33, in 
Shabbos that when the Romans Yemach Shemam were trying to catch Rabbi Shimon and they had a death warrant for his life miraculously he and his son were maintained and lived for 10 years in the cave and at that time he, Reb Shimon revealed Torah's Hasod he brought down the Zohar and the Torah of what you would call the secrets of Torah were brought down to this world but I really believe that if you ask yourself approximately how many Jews, and this crosses all lines from observant to not yet observant, from those who are Hasidi to those who are not Hasidi, all kinds of Jews, approximately how many will flock to Meron, the place of the burial of Reb Shimon Bar Yochai, and the answer is close to half a million. That's correct. Now ask yourself, what is the incredible draw that people have towards this man? And I really believe that it was not just his incredible love for the land of Israel, for the people Israel, and for the Torah of Israel, but it was that he epitomizes the ability of man to rise above the natural. And I really think that the lesson that Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai is teaching is that each and every individual has to aspire, has to try to look higher, and wherever you are, and don't look at the next person, because each person has their own individual tafkid, each person has their own individual purpose of being in this world, and what the person next to you, and in front of you, and in back of you, yours is very different from them, but wherever you are, each and every one of us, myself included, wherever you are, at whatever station you are in life, ask yourself on this Erev Shabbos, as we approach Lagba Omer, how can I emulate Reb Shimon, and how can I climb this rung ever higher? And the fact that he represents this incredible love, as we made mention, and the ability of man to literally ascend wherever he is. And when you look at that half a million people, each one looking, pining to grow, what a very special day this is. A day which reflects our resiliency, a day which reflects a beautiful unity of Klai Yisrael preparing us for a more meaningful Kabbalah's HaTorah. Shabbat Shalom and Shabbat Chazak to all.